Thank you, Sir Shang Dan. Today, Kun Xin had the sinshak invisible God and invisible hands. Let us continue to talk about our series on the invisible God and invisible hands. In the Kwa Esther chapter two. Today, we're going to look at Esther chapter two. Shang De So Su Yong A Ki Ming, a vessel used by God. There's this story that goes. After Jesus ascended to heaven, he met the archangel Gabriel. So Gabriel, angel Gabriel asked Jesus one question. Said, Lord, you have come back. Have you completed the work of salvation? And Jesus said, "I've done. I've completed the work of salvation." But the work of saving man is not yet completed. And I have delegated this task to my disciples. So uh, the archangel Abraham looked at Jesus with a strange look. So to delegate them to your disciples, can they do it? Can they do it? During that time, the disciples of Jesus were regarded as uneducated people. They were fishermen of Galilee. Can they do it? That they can spread the gospel to the whole world? Imagine. Imagine that I'm going to delegate to the fishermen in Batangas the work of changing the whole world. Can they do it? And the history proved that they they can. Two thousand years ago, through all these fishermen, the gospel has been spread to the whole world. Not because they can, but because God can. It's because God's work can. May the Lord help us. Not because I can do anything. When I become a vessel of God, I can accomplish what I cannot accomplish. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 27, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Paul wants us. To no one, something that's very important. He said, "All the vessels being used by God, there are not many who are wise. There are not many who are influential. Not many of noble birth." Well, it doesn't mean that the Lord will never use those who are influential or who have noble status in life. Every person, including you and me, if we can humble ourselves before the Lord, the Lord can use us to accomplish His plans. 
And there is some uh, a very important principle we need to understand. What matters is not the vessel, but the God who uses the vessel. Esther chapter one. In Esther chapter one, we saw that Queen Vashti was banished. And in Esther chapter 2, we have seen that Esther was made queen. Esther was a vessel being prepared by God. A vessel being used by God. And Esther became the savior of the Jewish nation. Let me ask you, who is Esther? Esther can be used by God to be a vessel of God to save all of the Israelites. Today, I'm going to tell you two important principles. If you grasp these two principles, you can be used by God continuously so that your life will be meaningful. And that is God's sovereignty and man's readiness. This is the important lesson on Esther, of Esther chapter 2. Number one, first, God's sovereignty. Let us look at verses 2 to 7. Who had been carried into exile from Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, among those taken captive with Jehoiakim, king of Judah? Mordecai had a cousin named Hadassah, whom he had brought up because she had neither father nor mother. And this young woman, who was also known as Esther, had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Mordecai had taken her as his own daughter when her father and mother died. When God wants to use a person, God has his absolute sovereignty. There is something that we cannot completely understand. Just like Saul in the New Testament, whose name was later changed to Paul. Saul was uh, originally a very zealous towards Judaism. He persecuted the church of God. Because in his mind, he thought that all the believers of Jesus were against Judaism. So he used all, his, all of his efforts to fight against them until on the road of Damascus. The Lord used the bright light to shine on him and he woke up. So he, he now realized that the people that he were persecuting were actually, he was persecuting God. And so he repented. After he repented, so the Lord sent a, a disciple named Ananias to go and pray for him and to baptize him. But this uh, Ananias said something to the Lord. 
This person has been persecuting the, the people of God. What, they, what is the meaning of this? He's a bad guy. How can I pray for him? And the Lord said, but the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. This man is my chosen instrument. So the Lord said, He is my instrument. He's going to proclaim my name in, before the Gentiles and the kings. The person who persecuted the church of God became a preacher of the gospel. This is God's sovereign choice. The Chinese has this saying, he said, do not ask where the hero comes from. What is the meaning of this? Maybe everybody, everyone came from a very humble beginning. But later on, they would become very important people. They might even become heroes of their nation. And so do not ask them about their background. So church, never use your background to prevent you from serving God. Many times, when we don't do things well, we would always blame our family background. You don't know. Because this is my family background. The whole world would know that everybody knows the family, original family background will affect your life. Okay, everybody in the whole world knows that our family background will affect our lives. But that is not your excuse. This person, the, the, the more excuse that he has, the more he will not improve. For example, for example, you made an appointment with someone. It's a heavy traffic. That's it, an excuse. There's a traffic. Traffic. Yes. Yes. There is a traffic. It's not wrong. But you never, you, you must never use that as an excuse. Otherwise, forever and ever walk out. You will forever be late. Because your reason is always traffic. The traffic jam will never change, but you can change. In the same way, in your whole life, if you keep blaming your family background, because my, it's because of my parents. It's, I, I'm not able because my background is not good. Then forever will never change forever improve. This person standing in front of you at the age of seven had not been going to school. At the age of seven, I was playing on the street. It's just like the street children that you see here. Until one time, someone came to me 
你几岁啊 ？And ask me how old I am. 你冇几读书噶 ？Why are you not in school? 你爸母点落噶 ？Where are your parents? 我一大堆问题。Ask many questions. 我讲我几岁 ？I said I'm seven years old. 爸爸母几岁噶 ？My parents were I'm are working. 你讲你企得落 ？He asked where I live. 我讲咩啊 ？I said there. 我晏边我嚟扯你及你爸母。He said tonight I'm going to find you and your parents. 关你啊 ？Because 这个这个小嘅。He is an elementary principal. So that night he came to see my. Said your son is already seven years old. Why is he not going to school? My parents said we don't have money. He said I'm going to give him scholarship. Go and study. If not because of this person, I don't know where I will be now. A person with such a background like me, it's definitely that I don't have any future. But God's work is amazing. How can how God let this person? It's because I have a better background than others. Actually, there are many people who are like that. Moses. Moses. When he was still a baby, his parents already sent him out. Disowned the baby. They disowned the baby. But the daughter of Pharaoh adopted him. But later on, Moses killed someone. And so he had been exiled in the wilderness for forty years. At the age of eighty, an elderly shepherd in the wilderness. So you never think of this. But the Lord called him to be the leader of two million Israelites. In history, there's this man called D. L. Moody. He's a very great evangelist. Originally, he was selling shoes. He did not even have a higher Educational attainment. He also never underwent any、um, formal education, or theological training. But the Lord used him. And he established this Moody Memorial Church. So until today, if you go to Chicago, you can see this church. You also established three、uh, biblical seminaries, and one is very famous: Moody Bible Institute. The Moody Bible Institute. You never imagined a person who is uneducated, uneducated, and selling shoes. And I've heard that he、uh, he have led preach to 100 million people. Praise the Lord. This is God's sovereign choice. Esther chapter two six to seven. If we're going to read Esther chapter two verses six to seven, Esther sinhun ye ye identity ye puiking. It tells us about the background and identity of Esther. He was born in the Persian Empire. And during that time, Israel, a Jew, the Jewish nation was.、Uh, 
destroyed. This was destroyed. So he was she was raised in a Gentile nation. It was a bit like, just like Hong Kong before 1997. During that time, it was a British colony. Even though the Chinese were British citizens, but we were second-class citizens. And during that time, there were places that Chinese cannot enter. It's written out there. Chinese do not enter. And they cannot also occupy the high position in the government. Because we were second class citizens. Esther was a second class citizen. She was an orphan. His parents were her parents were dead. Mordecai was his cousin. Not an uncle, but a cousin. He took pity on her on her. Could be uh, have a great a big age gap. So he adopted her as his own daughter. This kind of a daughter. It does not have a noble background or birth. He's an orphan without parents. She became the queen of the Persian Empire. This is something impossible. But God chose her. Because God wanted Esther to accomplish his plan of saving the Jewish nation. Church, you and I, we are all vessels of God here on earth. And the first thing, you and I, we ought to surrender to the sovereignty of God. Our failure is because we often want to compare ourselves with others. How come he can, I cannot? How come the church treats him so nicely, but not to me? So when we are comparing, we become frustrated. And we don't want to continue. John chapter 21 John chapter 21 Jesus asked Peter three questions three Peter, times Do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter And for three times Peter responded this Lord, I love you. You know that I love you. And Jesus was so satisfied with this response. So he delegated to him the work of pastoring. And suddenly he said this, when you were younger and you dressed yourself and went where you wanted, but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. So Peter knew that in the future, I will die for Jesus. So he did not say anything. If I'm going to die, then I die. But suddenly, he saw another person. 
So he saw Apostle John. So he asked Jesus, Lord, what about this person? I'm going to die for you. What about John? How did Jesus respond? Jesus answered, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. You are you, I am I. What is that to me? You just follow me. So church, do not keep on comparing yourself with others. Because God has different plans for each one of us. We just need to follow what God has planned for us. You know me, this person? I never thought of coming to the Philippines to be a pastor. I never even think about that. I never know about anything about Philippines and the Filipinos. But as a result, I came here. My whole life, I never thought of leading such a big church. My big team. Now we have, we're going to count our elders, our deacons, our pastors, our staff. It's more than 40 people or 50 people. I never thought. And let me tell you something, uh, the, a truth. Among my co-workers, many of them have higher education attainment than me. Many of them are even more, uh, have more abilities than me. Actually, I, I'm not qualified to lead this team. But it's the arrangement of God. It's not me leading them, but it's the Lord leading them. So may the Lord help us. Let us obey the plans that God has for us. Second, we have to be ready. Yes, God has his own plan. It doesn't mean that we don't have to do anything. So please remember, in our faith, there is no conflict between God's sovereignty and our free will. It's just, it's just that we, it's difficult for us to understand. Because in the eyes of God, there's no problem at all. There's this... Uh, Famous saying, Opportunities are for those who are ready. This, word, this phrase is really nice. But if you want to be more accurate, you can change a bit. Opportunities are for those who are getting ready. What is the meaning of it? You want God to use you? You have to prepare all your life. You can never tell yourself that I'm, I'm already prepared. How come God still want, doesn't want to use you? Why is it that church doesn't want to use you? I'm already ready. 
你安尼个咧笑话的人，只证明你未被办好。People who have this kind of mindset just proves that you are not yet ready. You shall continue be ban. You have to continuously prepare. 一生必办。For your whole life, you have to prepare. 上帝用 Esther 做了耶上帝主管以外 ，Aside from God's sovereignty, God used Esther. Esther 有另外一个真特别表现。Because Esther has a Another important manifestation. In all her life, she has already she has been preparing. So any time the Lord wants to use me, He can use me. No, there is one sentence that we can use to describe Esther. She is a lovable Esther in the eyes of many. You、take note of this. Everyone who sees Esther will love her. In verse eight, when the king's order and edict had been proclaimed, many young women were brought to the citadel of Susa and put under the care of Hegai. Esther also was taken to the king's palace and entrusted to Hegai. She pleased him and won his favor. Immediately, he provided her with her beauty treatments and special food. He assigned to her seven female attendants, selected from the king's palace, and moved her and her attendants into the best place in the harem. Now the king was attracted to Esther more than to any of the other women, and she won his favor and approval more than any of the other virgins. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her. The In verse eight, it says that when the when Hegai saw her, he he was pleased with her. In verse seventeen, it says that the king saw her and was pleased with her more than the other women. And verse fifteen was the conclusion. Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her. So that is correct when I say she won the favor. So you have to think about this. Esther and the people how come she won the favor of everyone? First, because she's She has. She is really so beautiful. Because the first condition for this,、uh, for the cho- choosing of the new queen, is to be physically beautiful. Verse two. Then the king's personal attendants proposed, "Let the search be made for beautiful young virgins." For the king, this is the only requirement. Beautiful young virgins. Beautiful young virgins. Look at the chitat in verse seven. Mordecai had a cousin named Hadassah, whom he had brought up because she had neither father nor mother. This young woman, who was also known as Esther, had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Wow, Esther has a lovely figure and was beautiful. So Esther is a beautiful woman. And so Esther is truly a beautiful woman. Of course, physical appearance, physical beauty is inborn. There's nothing we can do about it. But take note. Not every physically beautiful woman is will win the favor of everyone. 
Sometimes there are beautiful women, but when people see them, they despise them. You know why? You know why? This is something I mentioned last week. It's because they are proud. Women who are very, very beautiful has this weakness. They are often proud. They are proud because they are beautiful. They are truly beautiful. When they stand out, they would really be beautiful than the others. So it's easy for them to look down on others. But her, her beauty becomes her ugliness. So church, if you are really very beautiful or handsome, may the Lord bless you and use your life. This is not because of being proud. This is a blessing from the Lord. Esther is very beautiful. So she had the opportunity to be elected to the king's palace. But take note. Every woman who entered the palace is very beautiful. In this world, there are many beautiful women. When you watch the Korean telenovela or the Chinese telenovela, don't just say that the Korean women are beautiful, Chinese women are so beautiful. Why is it that they are also beautiful? How come Esther's beauty won the favor of everyone? It's because Esther's life has a second beauty. I'm sure you already know. It's her inner beauty. This is the beauty that other women do not have. Church, in every generation, they have a different standard for choosing the, who are beautiful. In our world today, all women do not want to be fat. Everyone to be very, very skinny. So I've noticed that some people, some people, because they want to be skinny, they have a limit, uh, a boundary of time for eating. So they can only eat within the eight hours. This is, they are very disciplined. And so they are very skinny. Because the world today, it's, uh, being skinny is beautiful. But do you know, during the Tang Dynasty in China, Skinny women are not beautiful. You need to be a bit chubby. Of course, I'm not referring to those who have a, uh, 400 to 500 pounds. Or just, just 120, 125, 130 pounds. There are four uh, great beautiful women in China and among them is Yang Kuifei and she is a bit chubby. And so every generation has different standards. But 
There is a standard that will never change forever and ever. And that is our inner beauty. Believe what I'm saying. No matter how beautiful you are, if there is a problem in your life, your beauty will become your ugliness. Because Outwardly, you're beautiful, but inwardly, you're filthy. That is not Esther. We don't have to mention anymore about Esther's physical beauty, but her inner self is so beautiful. In this chapter, he spoke about two things. It talked about her obedience and meekness. Let's take a look at how her obedience. Let's read chapter, uh, verse 10. Esther had not revealed her nationality and family background because Mordecai had forbidden her to do so. And let's take a look at verse 20. But Esther had kept secret her family background and nationality just as Mordecai had told her to do. For she continued to follow Mordecai's instructions as she had done when he was bringing her up. For two times it mentioned that Esther never mentioned to others her nationality and background. And there is only one reason. Because he followed, she followed Mordecai's instructions. What is the difference between these two times of obedience? First, she was not yet a queen. She had no identity or status or position. So she had to obey. Because Mordecai was like her adoptive father. How can she not obey him? What about second time? She was already a queen. She was under one man and over 10,000 people. Should she still follow the instructions of Mordecai? Maybe it should be a turn. Mordecai should listen to her. Not Esther listening to Mordecai. And the Bible said this. In Proverbs 23, verse 22 says, Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Why is it that we despise our mothers when they are old? Because I'm already grown up. I can already earn. I'm already successful. I have education. But what about my mother? She's already younger. She doesn't know anything. She doesn't know about computer. She doesn't know Facebook. She's useless. Church, today's Mother's Day. Respect your mother. Especially if you have Still have mother in your home. Still have mothers in your home. Because one day, when you call mother, she may not be there to answer. She is not beside you anymore. Respect your birth mother. Not because you're successful. You look down on anyone around you. Esther, where is the beauty of Esther? 
And the Bible said she never changed. No matter how high my position is now, Mordecai still liked my father. He raised me up. Whatever he says, I will listen. This is obedience. Obedience is a very important manifestation of our character. Actually, obedience should always be uh, seen in little matters. In big matters, if you, you cannot not obey, because the consequence will be very serious. But we have to see this obedience in little matters. Obedience is a manifestation of our life character. There's a brother. I have known him for thir- more than 30 years. He has now migrated to another country. But there is something that he never changed until today. Because when I went to visit him in, the, in, in another country, he's still the same. Every time, he when sees me carrying something in my hand, he would always take it from me. Sometimes I would say, it's very light. But he will not say anything. He will just take it from me. For more than 30 years, he never came. This time when I went to abroad to visit him, so whenever he sees me, uh, he saw me doing uh, carrying something, he would take it. I'm not asking you to carry things for me. I'm not an old person. But what am I trying to say? The life of this brother always touch and move me. He never changed. He's not anymore a teenager. He's already a father of someone. So may the Lord help us. So all our lives we have to maintain our obedience to the Lord. No matter where you, the Lord will bring you in the future. Second, there is another manifestation of Esther and that is her meekness. Let's read 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 4. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Peter is telling the, the women that you sh- in your inner self, you should have the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. And I call this gentle heart. And you look at chapter 2, you will discover something important. Are very interesting. There is a difference between Esther and the other beautiful women. Esther never asked for something more than what she deserves. Whatever Esther has, that is her portion. Look at verse 9. She pleased him and won his favor. Immediately he provided her with her beauty treatments and special food. 
He assigned to her seven female attendants selected from the king's palace and moved her and her attendants into the best place in the harem. He Hegai loved her very much. But Esther never take this opportunity to rest request for more. The Bible said that whatever she has were only his portion. But take a look. In chapter 2, verse 13. And this is how she would go to the king. Anything she wanted was given her to take with her from the harem to the king's palace. Actually, all the women after they went to the palace, they have to use one year to prepare. The first six months, they would um, apply myrrh into their body just like antiseptic <laughs> for, for six months they were uh, disinfecting themselves and the next six months they would uh, spray or apply perfume just like smoking a chicken so after one year they are so ar aromatic so now they are ready to see the king but on that day there is a special privilege everything she wanted was given her everything she wanted was given her you know why? Only one chance. And the reason is, this is the only one and only chance that the woman will stand before the king. When the king sees he, her, after one night, love her, maybe she can be queen, maybe can she be a concubine, if the king is not pleased with her, then forever her life is over. So they have to take this opportunity. Whatever they want, they have to ask to be given to them. If they want money, they will be given money. If they want clothes, they will be given clothes. If they want jewelry, they will be given jewelry. But when Esther entered, this is what the Bible said. When the term came for Esther to go to the king, she asked for nothing other than what Hegai, the king's eunuch who was in charge of the harem, suggested. And Esther won the favor of everyone who saw her. She asked for nothing. This is her one and only opportunity. Is something wrong with Esther? No. No, because this woman is very meek. And the Chinese has this saying, having no worldly desires makes one strong. If man can control their own desires, then that person is truly strong. Let me ask you, who, who among the people in the world do not like money? Christians, do you like money? If you don't like money, give it to me because I like it. Who doesn't like fame? Who doesn't like authority? Everybody likes it. 
你又冇啊？你用中豪啩 ？If you don't like, give them all to me。三四我冇冇骗冇冇骗你。I'm not joking。你做嚟车咯，做表咯，上着咁时也做嘢，好啩好啩。You have cars, jewelries, diamonds. You have plenty of them. Give them all to me。但是 ，But 想有当控制家嘅情欲咧 ？Whoever can control that desires， 难怪圣经讲，凡夸着伊嘅就听伊。That is why。The Bible said she won the favor of everyone who saw her. Because her life is truly more beautiful than the others. Character is more important than competence. Many times I have always reminded my coworkers that character is more important than competence. It is not that competence is not important. People who are stupid. It's difficult for them to serve the Lord. That person will be a missing link for the for the team. But if you don't have enough、uh, effort or ability, you can still learn. But if there is problem with your character, then that is a big problem. May the Lord help you. Okay, finally, let's look at the where the invisible hands. I said that in last week that in the book of Esther we never see the name God. But you can see the hands of God everywhere. Let's take a look at the beginning of chapter two and the end of chapter two. Then you can see the hands of God at work. 头头先在讲讲选王后嘅诶 proposal 这个提议这个 motion。The first four verses talks about the motion to choose a queen。今日忽然间不选一个新嘅王后起来呢 ？How come suddenly there is a need to choose a new queen？ 你讲第一第一节第一节。So look at chapter、uh, verse one. Later, when King Cyrus's fury had subsided, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what he had decreed about her. 关喺即系我，我 remember Vashti 啊，一记忽然间想念到伊啊。And so suddenly King Hercules thought and missed Queen Vashti。伊家己家己家己多少记我错唔到大字个 ，make wrong decision 啊。Because of her fury, he made a wrong decision。现在想念伊王后咯。Now he is missing his queen。第一简单的办法，第一简单办法，创啥 ？What is the simplest method？ 去查伊啊。Go see her. Talk to her. Settle their communicate.、Uh, use communicate to settle their. That's the most simple. That's the simplest. But look at verse two. On with our langong. Monene sonji ke sinne onghio lo. His person attendants propose that.、Uh, what about let's choose a new queen? You know why? Do you know why? Onghio vasati o halang tokja wo imbe on with our lang e advice. The reason why Queen Vashti was banished is because of the personal attendance of the king. Imagine, so imagine. If Queen Vashti was reinstalled as queen, who will be dead? The people who will first die. The personal attendance of the king. Because of you, banish me. 
Uh, so now you die. So, so now you understand why the personal attendance made this proposal. It's not because of the king. It's because of themselves. They were protecting themselves. They were very selfish. But the Lord used this method. The Lord can use your selfishness to accomplish His plans. Proverbs 21, verse 1. In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water that he channels toward all who please him. He said the king's heart is in the hands of God. Just like what? Just like a stream of water. It will flow according to the channel. How the Lord uh, arrange the channel. Left side, right side, left side, right side. The water just follow. The water will just follow whether the Lord would want it to turn left or turn right. Sometimes we made a decision. We don't know how come we made this decision. Please remember. Behind you, there is a God. There is an invisible hand in your life. To the people around you to lead you to this decision. But finally, verses 21 to 23, it recorded another thing. There's a good deed that has been forgotten. It looks like there is nothing to do with Esther, but it is recorded there. What is this? There is a two eunuchs. They wanted to assassinate the king. This is a big secret. If we want to assassinate the, Philippine, the president of the Philippines, this is a big secret. But Mordecai, Found out. How did he find out? So this, uh, verses 22 to 23, but Mordecai found out about the plot and told Queen Esther, who in turn reported it to the king, giving credit to Mordecai. And when the report was investigated and found to be true, the two officials were impaled on poles. All this was recorded in the book of the annals in the presence of the king. This Matter is strange. It looks like there is no connection at all. It's that Mordecai saved the king's life. But the king forgot to award him. To award him. It's done. Nothing happened. But it's very important. Because in chapter 6, this matter will be brought up again. It became the turning point of, all the, of the lives of all the Israelites. So you can see how amazing is God's hand. He had already prepared this beforehand. But it led people to forget. Because if the, uh, the king had remembered then there's not, no matter anymore. Because of forgetfulness, then it led to a big turning point. We'll talk about this in chapter 6. See, International Mother's Day, 
Today is also International Mother's Day. So aside from the church greeting all mothers to have a very happy Mother's Day, I hope and pray that every sister will be a very meaningful vessel in the hands of God. Whether you are a biological mother or a spiritual mother, May the Lord bless you. That your life will be a channel of blessings to others. So that your life will be a vessel for God to use. To become someone who's useful in the kingdom of God. May the Lord bless you. Let's pray. Lord, we say. Lord, we thank you. That because of Mother's Day today, that we were able to reflect on the life of Queen Esther. May the life of Esther be an encouragement to all brothers and sisters. Especially the sisters who are now mothers. May their lives be a vessel for God to use. No matter how high or how low your position is, may your life be a blessing to many people. Through the life of Esther, may we continue to see the invisible hands of God at work. May we know that the Lord, the God that we worship, is a true and living God. May the Lord continue to speak to each one of us through the book of Esther. May the Lord be with you all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.